My brother, thanks for doing this. You know, first podcast, I appreciate it, man. I'd like to say it's my first podcast, but unfortunately, I talk a lot of shit, so we can't really put that into into one episode. But brother, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Very happy Mate, to do I'm, this. I'm fascinated at what you do, man. Too kind, too kind. <laughs> like it, it's so it's so different to to myself, and usually that that causes a lot of interest from me. I'm like, wow, what what's that like? What have you learned doing that? You know, how did you get started, um, and and how do you teach this thing? So first of all, I guess we got to go with well, what do you do, and uh, what's the biggest lessons that you've learned from doing it? That's a big question. <laughs> okay, let me begin um with where i started i started with um doing classical yoga um so i don't know are you familiar with yoga in any any sense <laughs> not really i mean i did a little bit of like this was well over 10 years ago i did a lot, lot of the um real be beginner basic stuff um mm. because i had a really serious neck injury so i was advised to, to go through that um and it was great like i think it's I think it's awesome. You know, it's just something I've not spent a great deal learning. Yeah. Did it help you with your injury? It did. I think it was, I think it was more like kicking me into the parasympathetic state, you know, of like, Hey, let's calm down. You know, let's uh, nothing is fight or flight no more. We need to, we need to kind of downregulate, you know, I think, um, I think that helped the most. Mm, nice. Yeah. So I started with, Hatha Vinyasa Yoga, it's like Vinyasa is this transition thing between poses. You might have seen it um, already somewhere. It's this transition from down dog, actually from, from Chaturanga into down dog and then up into Cobra and then, yeah, no, actually not. It's Chaturanga, Cobra, down dog, and then you try to jump into the next position. And after some time, I was in India too. I did there my my teacher training. So that that that's how I became a, a yoga teacher. And I have taught ever since. Wow. <laughs> so this was about seven years ago. Sorry for my English. Uh, no, brother, uh, give over. You know, it's it's better than my German. <laughs> you know. I just apologize. Yeah. We can't do it in German, you know. No, no worries. I I like to talk in English. It's just some sometimes I get out of words and then I'm searching for the terms, but I try my best. <laughs> I do the same, man. You know what I mean. And it's my first language, so I think you you do better than I am, brother. Don't worry about it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> what What would you say is like the biggest lesson you've learned through through the journey of yoga, then, man? Mm, I think it's the self-discipline really to do it every day and to build a habit. Um, yeah, to make it kind of second nature um, so that you do not have to think anymore too much about it. Of course, there are better and worse days and sometimes I don't like to practice as well. I think that's that's normal, but um yeah generally it just i just have to do it you know it's just like drinking the coffee it's mm. it yeah it has become part of my nature i would say and i like it a lot it makes me feel much better more relaxed and it 
um, helped me to get in touch with my body more again. Um, because before I started, I was always a lot into, into sports, but then in, in young adulthood, as it so often goes, I guess, <laughs> I haven't done anything anymore. And I kind of got disconnected from my body and spent too much time on the wrong things. <laughs> and so as a young man, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yoga helped me to kind of find my way back onto a weight that goes up actually and not <laughs> only downward if if that makes any sense so yeah it it, it brought me back it helped me to get in touch with my body again it helped me to 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 enjoy the movement to enjoy the stretching sensations uh, it gives me a lot of calmness and and peacefulness um yeah i think that's the the biggest benefits i get out of it i'm not so much into that's why my practice changed a lot in the in the last couple of years as well i'm not so much into this yoga philosophy i tried it um because when i got into yoga it was like this whole new world right so i might my, my day-to-day -day life was quite montane and so I was searching and craving for color <laughs> and there was yoga and it promised yoga tends to promise a lot so I think um, you kind of want to be careful with that because I took everything very seriously in the beginning and then I was disappointed and now I'm not so much into the philosophy anymore, but I still enjoy the, the practice, the physical practice and also the, the mental practice, less yeah. a level, more empirical level, I would say, uh, psychological level. Um, yeah. <laughs> from, a, from an outsider's perspective, like, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is like people, I think you said it so eloquently of like center themselves and, and getting the connection back with their body. Right. Cause most mm. of the time, you know, I'm going to blanket statement, the Western world we oh, I, I feel this pain or I feel like an uncomfortable sensation. I'm going to take a painkiller or I'm going to do something where it's going to numb that sensation. And then you never actually understand why, right? Like how many times have you had a headache? You've popped a pill yeah. And then someone's like, why did you have a headache? I don't know. I was like, but yeah. we've, we've got this like disconnect, right? And I think there's a lot to learn from ourselves as well as from other people. And that's that's the biggest thing that that I take from an outsider's perspective of yoga, but just kind of um, empathize with it in a way of like, okay, well, I, I lift weights and I've always moved around mm -hmm. in sport or whatever capacity, right? So I know what this the shell is that I'm that I'm conducting. I kind of know some things about it. I'm like, no, no, this isn't right. It's like, oh, okay, this one's I can just get through this one, you know. And yeah. the the vast majority of of humans on the planet, right? We don't do a lot moving. We don't do yeah. a lot with our body, and and we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, definitely. I think that for me at least it was um, I couldn't do that. So the I tried I tried to do the casual academic way um like school and then i dropped out of school because <laughs> it didn't work out for me i couldn't it, like 
I didn't even want to 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 go there and to sit in a chair the whole day. Um, I couldn't stand it anymore at some point. And then I tried to find my way back because I thought it's the the only way, you know, to make a living and so on and so forth. But uh, I mean, I mean, I'm still studying, but at the moment everything is on hold. Uh, I'm focusing only on my practice and I try to build a business around it as good as I can and to really live my passion. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing of like the the time that we we live in, right? Like we're connecting right now via via the internet. You know, you can build a business from doing what you love, even if it's selling Pokemon cards or or whatever the hell it is, right? Like from the kind of comfort of your own house. It's like, yeah, yeah you, you can do it. It's a little bit unconventional, and sometimes you need to work at weird times of the day, and you need to find that balance for you, right? That work life balance, but. It is possible. Yeah. You can do it. You know, you can buy and sell stuff on Amazon if you really wanted to. Like it, it is a way to pay the bills. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So another another question then. Yeah. Is what have you learned from teaching yoga, not just practicing it? So you oh, purely from teaching. Mm, like so much. <laughs> when I when I started to teach, I was like this young overly motivated uh, man just coming out from his teacher training from India and I, I tried that's the truth I tried to force the, the thing onto people without um, considering their their individual um, place they're in yeah. so how do I say it like I didn't consider the age, the, the background, basically. I didn't consider the background. I just I just did my thing mm -hmm. and I didn't even look too much around because um, I felt like, I don't know, I, I just tried to do my thing, I guess, and, and it didn't work out so much. Like, it's much better, of course, it's much better to practice with everyone on an individual level as good as you can in group classes that tends to be more difficult of course but it is still possible that's um, also a reason why i like to do mixed level classes and not only like advanced or beginner classes um i think it depends a lot on on the method um, so yeah, I, I learned that it's not about me so much and what I want to give and to show and to, to teach, but it, it's better to, to look around and to try to find out what the people really need yeah. um, or you try to, to give advice or before you try to give some tips, demonstrations, whatever, um, yeah, I think it's it's good to look around, and it helps also to to regulate the the intensity and the the general the general speed and tone of a class, um, because you can only <laughs> I think you can push and uplift people only to a certain degree, but you overlook um, the a certain point 
um, at which it can get too much, then it can backlash in a way, then the energy is gone pretty much. So it's good to to have a to have an eye on people and yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I learned to watch them better, <laughs> to engage them more and to to try to see a little bit through their eyes. So hundred percent man, I say the same thing of of coaching classes, whether it's, you know, gymnastics, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, whatever it is, personal training or whatever it is, just a stereotypical gym setting, right? Quote unquote. Um, it's an organic thing. This 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 thing called coaching and teaching is an organic art form and it's like it's mm. going to change and we need to uh, be able to assess the energy in the room. You know, mm. it, it's not good enough just knowing all the hard skills of the methodology, the knowledge, oh, I'm qualified, I have the, the certificate on my wall, right? It's like, okay, great, mm. but like, can you deal with people and they're the real problems, <laughs> right? Like they're hard, man. People are hard. You know, they're super complicated and yeah. that's okay. You know, we just have to take a little bit more time of understanding those individuals. And I think you said a real good thing of giving them what they need, not necessarily what they want. And unfortunately, most of the time they're different, you know? Yeah. And in particular, not what I want them to, to give. That's also a thing I attempted to do in the beginning that I didn't see what they actually need. I didn't even see what they want. I just gave what I thought is, yeah. is or what I wanted, basically. Uh, so that that was, I think, the biggest thing that I had to learn as a teacher. Um, but yeah, you you put it very well together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done this thing a long time, you know, of, of, of coaching. Of, you basically were, were, were tricking people. You know, we have to in some sense manipulate them to get them something that they want by making them doing something that they need yeah. to do that they don't want to do you know and yeah. it's, it's this really weird like um organic spinning plate scenario where you're like okay you know i'm supposed to help you but right now i'm not helping you in the short term but i'm helping you in the long term and it's this and then if there's more than one person in the room right if there's like yeah. 10 people, 12, 16 people, you're like, you've got to do that for everybody at the same time. Mm, and right. you're like, how are you supposed to do that? You're like, good question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Figure mm -hmm. it out. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> you know, and you think you've nailed it. And then you, you have a, a session after it or the day after or the day before. And you're like, oh, I, I, I tried the same technique and it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, it's yeah. the, blank slate every time like teaching and coaching and the the them two being intertwined it's just this really strange dynamic of okay how am i supposed to learn from you right mm. rather than like no how are you supposed to learn from me it's like no 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 i need to be able to say something not in a way that i want to say it but in a way that you're going to understand it yeah mm. um, awesome. and i love it i love this teaching and coaching instructing whatever it is right and i'm just like i think it's a i think it's a real honor you know to stand at the front and have that thing called coach on your back or instructor or whatever it is right um and everybody's kind of tuned in and, and listening to what you got to say that's a it's a real honor it's a privilege right definitely i got a i got a big question that i've been thinking about for a while yeah go ahead <laughs> and i like to ask uh 
a lot of dudes this question because I don't I don't know my answer yet, right? Yeah. What is it what does it mean to be a man? Or what does it mean to be man enough? Sorry, that's it. What does it mean to be man enough? Well, that's a good question. Um I think there are multiple um aspects. Of course there are. <laughs> of course there are. Um I think one thing is that it is there is nothing wrong with being masculine. I think we should not forget that in the first place. I think that's very important. Um, but as it uh, same thing with femininity, right? There is nothing wrong with being very feminine. It I think it depends very much on how you feel subjectively. Um, I think that both sides though can become toxic toxic like they have toxic traits of course and we have to watch them and to control them and i i, I like I, I like to think of it um i see it in a kind of spectrum you know and i, f I think that every gender has its good sides and its worse aspect so to say um if we do not reflect on it or it can become worse it can become the good can become negative in a way um let's say i am disciplined very disciplined um but i do not reflect on it and it gets out of control then it can become rigidness rigidness is, is that yeah. the word yeah so i think there is nothing wrong with masculine masculinity and that's good to have in mind also in these days but i think we should try to be masculine in a healthy way as we should try to be feminine in a in a healthy way um and for me personally it's like being um a doer in a way for me the, i feel the most masculine myself in my subjective experience when I do things in a very healthy, calm, clear way. So I, I think yeah, I have to be careful with this. It's not just about mere productivity, but a good activeness in my life. Um, yeah, it, when I manage to do that, then I feel the best and then I feel masculine and then I feel in touch with myself on the same side i think that i have a lot of feminine um aspects inside me and i don't want to neglect them and i think that's also important so that's i think that's uh, my basic point of view view that every human being is uh, not just a man or just a woman but that it varies in degrees so to say and I think we have to figure out um, how much of what we are and how to complement both sides in us so that we feel um, pleased, satisfied, that we do not neglect either one of our sides. And yeah, and also we have to be careful, as I said in the beginning, that we um, do not um, become toxic I mean, it, it, to be perfect is not possible, of course, but I try to reflect 
on on situations that didn't feel right my actions in which my actions didn't feel right and then i figure out oh okay that was maybe not a healthy way to deal with the situation so yeah i agree I, man like i i think i think the same way man like and you know we're dealing in concepts here now right not biology of just like no no, no. what is this concept and uh the way of thinking and consciousness and all that and i and i i completely agree you know it doesn't make sense in my very blonde brain of like no no i'm i, I can i'm a dude i can only ever kind of act and feel and think in a whatever is this Uh, deemed to be a masculine way that doesn't make sense to me i think uh you know the yin and yang day and night like it's either mm. yes and no like this i think that's all of us you know i kind of subscribe to the the, the school of thought of heaven and hell is set within us you know mm. we are the devil and god at the same time like i think we are everything and nothing um and through that i'm like how are we able to learn from every part but then also understand, okay, in this situation, I need to come across as a bit more masculine or feminine, you know, for everybody, regardless of, of who you are. And I think it's a very interesting thing to, to think about, you know what I mean? Especially like, I don't know. I think it's because I've always been lifting weights, right? Always. Yeah. And that's yeah. deemed to be, super masculine super aggressive irrational you know kind of so far off the spectrum right and i'm like mm -hmm. yeah but i i write poetry and like do that and and it's kind of like that's completely on the other side right and you're just like well by definition it doesn't it means i have no home on mm -hmm. on on either side of the spectrum and i'm like but that is the point because in my again my opinion is everybody's everything Yeah. You no, know, it's just which ones you tap into at that certain period of time. You know, I think purpose is a man-made thing to help us get out of or get into certain situations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really find it quite interesting hearing people's perspectives on it. Um, yep. I think the the perspective is changing. You know, it it used to be oh, being this big bloke who kind of like shuts up, you're like, dude, that's just dumb, man. I was like, that's gonna really help you out in three percent of life. You know, and that's gonna that's gonna make you survive, and that's gonna be great. You know, because I think we all need to be able to do that, ladies included, right? Mm -hmm. But then, is that gonna serve you in, you know, a stable home life? No. So we need to be able to do the other way around, right? We need to be able to communicate it and feel it and articulate it and understand who the fuck we are, our place, mm -hmm. and then also be able to converse that to the other person and be like, okay, well, this is kind of this is kind of what I'm feeling or thinking or who I am. Right. And you're going to do the same thing. I was like, well, then we're going to improve this thing called connection. Right. Yeah. Rather than feeling like we're all just alienated in our own selves. and like, dude, let's just figure out who you are, man. And it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's a really, you said the word calm and that really knocked me for six. I think that's, I think that's really beautiful the way of putting it. I think, um, Yeah, going back, for me personally, it was like, no, no, dudes aren't calm. They're always, like, ready to fight and, and kill, so to speak, in an extreme way. Yeah. And you're like, yes, at a moment's notice, okay, fine, yes. 
for again, 3%, 2% of life, you're going to need to do that. You're going to yeah. need to be that kind of so focused on, I'm going to make sure everybody survives and we're all going to be fine. Okay. That mentality, but that's not going to serve you for the whole life. I think we need to start acting from a place of calm and, and peace. Yeah, I think so too. Also this um, energy or this this attitude you just described, um, I think jumping into it and, and embodying it is very exhausting, right? I mean, yes. it's, hard, so it's hard to to just rely on that alone. Besides of the fact that it is in some situations, it's just inappropriate, right? It's just not the, the right attitude. There are better uh, coping mechanisms, mechanisms, so to say. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately, depends which, which way you look at this, is society is built around um, not acting in that way, right? It's not a... Um, it's not appropriate to act in that way anymore. That's you can't do that to people. That's not okay. Like, yeah. so I think, uh, especially as young dudes and young ladies, because they feel the same thing, you know, of we need to be able to find an avenue where we can get a little bit irrational, yeah. you know, yeah. and you can, you can let that, that beast out of the bag, so to speak. Right. And we can be like, okay, well right now. And I think that's why sport is such a beautiful thing or something physical, it's a beautiful thing because we're throwing it out there and getting rid of that energy. Right. And then once we're calmed back down, parasympathetic learning, walking around job, whatever it is, you know, we can, we can start to be a little bit more calm. So we need to like self suffer in a way, throw ourselves in the deep end and be like, no, 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 this is like, this is going to suck. And you have to be like a, a different guy or a different lady to be able to overcome this. And then you need to pull yourself out of it and be like, oh, now you need to be a completely different person again. Yeah. So this is just concepts I always fuck around with in my head. I'm like, what is life? I'm a poet in it. So I, I think about these things regularly. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot as well. Lately, not so much anymore. But I started philosophy. So wow. <laughs> I'm still studying philosophy, but it's on hold. That's so. That is a fascinating fascinating thing that life has kind of brought me into like I've always thought about things like that you know always had a question in my own head and a conversation in my own head of what is our place in the universe and whatever daft thing like that right yeah but at the same time growing up there was no place for that you know it was too irrational it's too yes or oh. no you know and then I didn't touch upon it until later on in life you know it kind of it kind of came back to me and i was like oh okay we can sit down now we can be calm you can now yeah. figure out who you are you don't have to be this this beast ready to fight all the time like you don't have to do that yeah beautiful <laughs> yeah it's weird isn't it this this thing that we're on called life it's an absolute trip absolutely <laughs> it is crazy i got i got three questions though bro oh yeah go ahead what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received the, the best advice? Yeah, best life advice. Oof, give me a second. <laughs> Big questions. <laughs> so You're the philosophy student. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there are so many. I mean, I have always that uh, phrase of, of Kowski in my head. 
which is probably not the healthiest one, but it kind of uh, resonated with me a lot. So I just put it out there here, although it could get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but he said something like, I don't know it one to one, but he said something like, find what you like and let it kill you. And there is so much truth in it for me because I think we tend to look for this um, safeness and the security, which is, in my opinion, really an illusion. Um, and it holds you back in a lot of ways. That's why I like the, the quote, because it's kind of extreme in its saying, like when I tell people of this quote, they're sometimes shocked because, uh, and let it kill you. It's like a, a strong imperative, right? It's um too extreme maybe for the most, but I think there is a lot of truth in it because we are going to die anyways. So better find what you like and then spend your time doing that. And yeah, uh, for me, it changed everything when I finally found what I really love and when I found my true passion. So I think my advice or my advice, the biggest that the, the, the advice that that I could have needed much earlier is find your passion. Don't spend so much time studying and following the status quo, the, the mainstream, better said, the mainstream status quo. The, don't follow so long the mainstream way of handling things, but try to find your own way and try to find your passion. Try to find the thing that really fulfills you deeply. Because what I do is such an irrational thing at this point too, right? Because the positions um, I like to practice, they are not, uh, I don't do them for health reasons. It's just like, I have to do it and I love it. And it's the way I express myself. And I really do see it as, um, in a way, a little bit as art, my personal art. And it saved my life even i would go this far it um because it changed everything it i have so much more pleasure and joy so it really it saved my life <laughs> that's such a beautiful thing man you know like that's such a beautiful thing and and down that same like avenue of thought is like i wrote something a while back and it was like um if I am to die, let it be for a reason for having nothing to live for is a cruel and evil joke. Mm -hmm. And I 100% love that quote from Bukowski of, you know, just let it kill you. And I'm like, yeah, it's a bit irrational. And like, yeah, but life is irrational, dude. Like yeah, you try and you try and understand it. You, you're going to make, you're going to get made fun of, you know, it's mm -hmm. just find something that, that, that puts a smile on your face more often than not, that gives you joy, you know, and just, do it like anything worth doing is worth overdoing, you know, just do it as often as you can, because at the end of the day, we ain't getting out of this thing alive. I like that you give the, the irrational aspects of life, some space here. Oh, also, let, I let's... think less about, about it. I think rationality is very strong these days and we tend to forget about that. It's not all about rational rationality. So mm -hmm. I mean, what does it say? If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Huh? Again, if you, sorry. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, again, I love that quote. Just like, yep, you want to, you want to make sense of this. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> like it's not gonna work out, man. So, and it, it, it works with my brain. You know, it doesn't really work with academia. So it best work with the irrational, crazy people like you and I. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> uh, what's the worst piece of life advice you ever received? Oh. Uh... Go to school. <laughs> no. Amazing. No. <laughs> like lately, um <laughs> I don't want to to um damn. Is that the way you say it? I don't want to da- damn school one hundred percent. It might work out for some better than it work for others. But for me it's kind of I wanted always to drop out of it and I kind of like my environment always was like, that's a mistake. You you will um, regret it. That's the word. You will regret it. And that's one of the things I, I try to not regret too much. <laughs> but I really regret. Sometimes when I think about it, I regret that I didn't had, have the, the courage early, early on to clearly formulate also just for myself not to others but for myself what it is that i want and that others had such a such a great influence on me i wasted a lot of time with this conflict like school not school school not school and it's still going on till today like university not university university not university so for me personally i don't say that it's for everyone but for me personally go go to school is definitely not a good advice <laughs> yeah that's one of the worst advice for me as well i don't work well in academia just that uh, just doesn't work for me man like it i'm pretty dyslexic i i can't really sit still i need to be doing multiple things at one time like and i got so many questions you know if you tell me to do something in a specific a specific way i'm going to say why and if you say because i say so i'm going to say fuck you and that's, <laughs> i don't know if that's because i'm like northern english or something but uh yeah it doesn't really work out so i i i relate to that a lot yeah nice i love that cool man <laughs> La- last question three yeah. words you would tell your younger self again sorry three words you would tell your younger self Go get it, <laughs> or go do it, <laughs> something like that. Love it. I, I I said just a couple of seconds ago. I just said that I couldn't really formulate what it is for myself early on. Um, but I what I really want, right? But deep inside, I kind of knew it. Mm-hmm. I I still kind I couldn't formulate it, but I kind of knew it, and and I think that's um when courage or, or confidence, just confidence comes into place. I think if you're confident, I think we should um, spend a lot of, or we should em- emphasize confidence a lot because I think confident people are just healthier because they they tend to listen to themselves um, ca- more carefully, I think. So... If you feel an urge to do something, uh, a deep inner voice, a calling, whatever you want to name it, then follow it. Follow your dreams. Get it done. 
<laughs> Brother, thank you so much. Thank you, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. And if I ever find myself back in Austria, you know, I'll be knocking on your door and saying, hey, do you want coffee? Hopefully. I hope Mama. so, man. Sounds good, brother. I appreciate it so much. And we'll talk soon, yeah? Yep, definitely. Thank, Thank you, you again. Man. Thank you. Bye, everybody.